Welcome back to Fit Body Happy Joints. My name is Shannon. So happy you're here today. Today we're talking about volume needed for hypertrophy or muscle growth. There is a lot of confusion about how many sets per week you should do for hypertrophy. So today I'll discuss the current research and aggregate my experience as a physical therapist, as a fitness trainer, and some of my own anecdotal experience to create recommendations and guidelines that will be effective, that will be sustainable, and that will not wear you down. So first, let's explain what hypertrophy means and why to focus on it. Hypertrophy means muscle growth. Many women are afraid of the term muscle growth because they think it'll make them look bulky. And I want to talk about this real quick before we get into the episode. That bulky feeling or look comes from gaining overall mass. So gaining muscle and either also gaining fat while you're gaining muscle or gaining muscle and not losing the fat that you already have. So you have kind of this bigger overall feeling because you are gaining mass overall. And I did a workshop on the membership about this and how to do body recomposition, which means gain fat and I'm sorry, gain muscle and lose fat. So if you want to learn more about how and why to gain muscle and how to lose fat and how to do a body recomposition and create a customized plan for yourself, check out the workshop on the membership, on the Evelyn membership. It's called Improve Results in One Year. It's under Programs. I also did a podcast about body recomposition. If you want to learn more about that, that's episode number 77. But what many women do when they want to change their body composition is they cut calories and they focus on cardio since that's what we've been taught to do, right? We've been taught that cardio, quote unquote, burns fat. And it is true that you have to be in a calorie deficit to lose fat, but that should be up to your nutrition, not exercise. Because if you're not intentionally strength training and you're just doing cardio and or you're doing nothing and you're in a calorie deficit you will lose both fat and muscle because you aren't loading your muscles. So your body will utilize and break down both fat and muscle in that energy deficit. This will decrease your metabolism because muscle is very metabolically active, which means you'll have to eat less and less to stay in that calorie deficit. And it makes weight loss increasingly more difficult. But if you strength train and focus your attention as far as exercise on at least maintaining or building muscle, you can change not only the way your body looks because you'll have more muscle and you'll improve your body composition, you can lose fat and you'll feel better because you aren't torturing yourself with a lot of unnecessary cardio. I'm not saying cardio is bad. I'm not saying ditch your cardio, but I do recommend strength and building or at least maintaining muscle mass kind of as your cornerstone. It's not a fast track by any means. But I do think that focusing on muscle will be so much better and will really set you up for long-term success. So I know that I say this little spiel all the time, and I apologize for you loyal listeners who I love so much who have to hear that over and over, but I know that there are people who this might be their very first episode they're listening to and maybe have never consumed any other content, so I want to make sure that I make that nice and clear. Okay, let's get into the content for today. Let's begin by talking about the recommended volume for hypertrophy or muscle growth. So there's been a lot of chatter around the recommendation to get 10 sets per week per muscle group for optimal muscle growth. 
10 sets per week per muscle group, which is a lot of work. And I read the research around this, and this comes in part from a meta-analysis that I'll link in the show notes. It was an excellent meta-analysis, but I want to break it down for you in this episode to kind of clear this up. So first off, what's a meta-analysis? A meta-analysis is considered one of the best types of research papers because it's one paper that aggregates some of the best studies on a certain topic, and they will form conclusions. They'll kind of sometimes give practical applications. So it's generally a really good type of paper to pull information from because they're taking the best from several different studies. So this meta-analysis looked at all the best studies for volume of work for hypertrophy. So volume means how much exercise, how many sets should you be doing for hypertrophy per week? And they were looking at how many quote unquote hard sets per week was quote unquote optimal to maximize hypertrophy. What's a hard set? I talked about this in last week's episode, but a hard set is a set where you are getting close to failure or all the way to failure by using the appropriate amount of load. So let's say you're doing bicep curls by your final repetition in your set of bicep curls, you are within three to four reps of not being able to complete the movement. So you're really struggling by the end of the set. I think a big mistake that a lot of people make that I've been talking about a ton in classes and on my content is that you know, maybe you do like three sets of 10 and you do that 10th rep and you're like, all right, I finished my set, but you're not anywhere near that failure point. And so you won't actually be seeing results. So it's all about that final, those final few reps should feel like a really big challenge. So that's a hard set. Hypertrophy or muscle growth may not be significant if the loads are too light. So if you consistently feel like, okay, I could do five more reps, I could do 10 more reps, I could do 20 more reps with this amount of weight, I could do this all day, your loads are probably too light and you won't be moving the needle for yourself. So for example, like if you're doing three minute arm circles with like one pound wrist weights, which is something that you'll see in like a lot of Pilates classes, that likely is not enough resistance to drive muscle growth or drive physical change in your body. If you're a beginner, maybe so, but if you're someone that's trained using really light loads and just going for a really long period of time may definitely burn muscles and have some benefit, but it's likely not going to be moving the needle much. So keep in mind that exercise selection and the amount of resistance that you're using is important for hypertrophy. It's not just volume that matters, how much resistance you're using, what exercises you're selecting. And if you're getting close to that failure point, if you're doing hard sets, all of those things are really important. Also, if you're eating enough protein, right? (laughs) Nutrition is very, very important. So volume is what we're going to focus on today, but that is for sure not the only thing that's important for muscle growth. Okay, so what were the conclusions of this meta-analysis that looked at volume for hypertrophy? They found that higher volume, so more sets per week, grew muscles in general faster than lower volume did, so fewer sets per week. However, they also indicated that some studies showed that more is not better. So just adding endless amounts of sets doesn't necessarily continue to benefit you the more and more you add because too much volume led to possible decline in results and led to negative adaptations. Something I talk about all the time, right? More is not necessarily better. If your body is overstressed, you will see 
negative adaptations. The meta-analysis indicated that 10 or more sets per muscle group may be good for hypertrophy or quote-unquote optimal for hypertrophy. But the study also said that four sets can induce great gains. So you don't have to do the 10 sets or more per muscle group for hypertrophy. Even fewer than four sets can induce great gains, but progress just might be a little slower. So the study showed that even one hard set per muscle group per week can lead to small gains, especially for beginners. And that's something that I talked about in last week's episode. The authors of this meta-analysis also include that frequently training at high volumes, so a lot of sets per week per muscle group, that 10 plus sets per week per muscle group, is often associated with overtraining. And overtraining is one of the big things that we try to avoid with Evlo because it can really stop you on your tracks. It increases the chance of injury. It leads to burnout. It can lead to long-term hormonal issues and so much more. So overall, the recommendation for 10 plus sets per week per muscle group seem to be for people who have more time or maybe they're they're training for a bodybuilding competition or maybe they're able to really recover. To me, this 10 hard sets per week is not necessarily a good recommendation for the modern woman. So what does this mean for us practically? So 10 sets per week per muscle group is a lot because that is 10 hard sets for glutes. That's 10 hard sets for abs. That's 10 hard sets for shoulders. That's 10 hard sets for chest. For every muscle group, that is a lot of work. In order to fit in that amount of volume, you would definitely have to work out six, maybe seven times a week. Your workouts would probably be super long. And the study even indicates that you might even have to do two workouts a day. So this is not my recommendation because it doesn't leave much time for recovery. And it's something that I think the average woman would struggle to fit into her routine and stay consistent with and recover from. So I think that the average woman who's looking to improve body composition and feel better and not wear wear themselves down really does not need this amount of volume. And I would argue that it's maybe counterproductive in the long term. Now, the argument to save time is that you could do compound movements instead of more targeted movements. So doing compound movements that hit multiple muscle groups at once so that you can get the volume without having to add a lot of different exercises. So for instance, instead of doing 10 hard sets for glutes, like doing 10 hard sets of step-ups and 10 hard sets of sissy squats for the quads, you do 10 hard sets of squats, which hit both quads and glutes at the same time. So theoretically, this is a great idea, and it's recommended, honestly, by many strength training researchers and experts. So I'm not saying this will not work or that this won't be effective, but here is my perspective. Hear me out. With any movement that is working a lot at once, like a compound movement, like a squat, one muscle group will fatigue faster than another. Generally, you won't get simultaneous failure or equal work of two muscle groups that you're trying to target. So if you're trying to target both glutes and quads in a squat, likely one muscle group will be getting significantly more load than another. So this means that you may not be getting enough work for some muscle groups and getting too much work for another muscle group. So taking the squat example, one thing to consider is that your lower back is also very much involved in a squat. 
And if your lower back is the first to fatigue, so your lower back fatigues first, but your quads and glutes could go a lot longer, you might be getting great hypertrophy for your lower back, but maybe not as much for your quads and glutes by just choosing that one exercise. So people can kind of feel this, which is why you'll see a lot of people in the gym, they're doing squats, but then they also will go do sets of knee extensions for their quads. And then they'll also go do hip thrusts for their glutes. So often they can kind of feel that the squat is not sufficient enough to hit both of those muscle groups. And so they end up doing extra sets just to get adequate load to the muscles. So if they had just separated the exercises to begin with, they probably would have had the same amount of volume, but without the unnecessary load to their lower back from squatting while still getting great load to their legs. Also, you may be able to see better gains with less volume if the load to the muscle is more specific. So instead of doing 10 sets of squats, could you get the exact same benefits from doing five hard sets of step-ups and five hard sets of sissy squats? Something to consider, right? I also think that a lot of this is preference and comfort. You are going to see the best results from a program that you enjoy, that doesn't hurt you, and that you feel like you can stay consistent with. So for many people that I work with, these more targeted exercises, focused exercises like a step up and like sissy squats feel better than compound movements. And so they're able to stick to them more and therefore you will see better results when you're more consistent. But if you feel the opposite, I'm not discouraging you from doing compound movements. These are just things to really consider and test for yourself. So compound movements may be a strategy, but it's just not one that I prefer or that we use in Evlo for those reasons. So let's say you're not doing compound lifts and you're targeting muscles more specifically like we do in Evlo. So again, this 10 sets per week per muscle group would take forever. (laughs) And this is what bodybuilders do. They separate each muscle group and they'll do a ton of volume for each muscle group, which can work really well for muscle growth. But remember that bodybuilding is a sport and it can be really terrible on your body in the long term because many bodybuilders will have lots of orthopedic side effects because of the high volume. You know, they'll end up having painful knees, painful elbows, painful shoulders, painful back because it is such high volume. So does it work as far as building muscle? Yeah, maybe, but what are the side effects? What are the consequences? Here's where I had to take my research and apply my lens as a former physical therapist, working with people who had this type of volume in their routine to decide, is this practical? for the modern woman to be recommending 10 sets per muscle group per week. What are the side effects of this? Are people going to be able to stay consistent with this? Is this necessary to quote unquote rush the process, especially if it's going to lead to burnout or injury? Here's my take. If there seems to be good evidence that four sets per week per muscle group on average, sometimes a bit less, sometimes a bit more, leads to good gains, let's start there because I think most people who are busy They've got other life stressors. They're struggling with burnout or pain. 10 sets per week may not be appropriate or necessary for the average woman. For most of us, we can't just work out for two hours and then go rest for the remainder of the day and not stress about anything else in our life and recover properly. Most of us have demanding jobs, or maybe you're a mom and you're running around all day, or maybe you even like to do recreational sports that are adding additional activity and stress to your body. So I think it's important to tease out what is quote unquote optimal in a vacuum from the research and what is actually practical and sustainable for you. 
And I know that if I had the volume of 10 sets per week per muscle group, I know that that personally would not work in my body. I have been there where I did a ton and my body just constantly felt broken down. And for me, it's not worth it. And I see so much better results now because I think part of it is that my volume is appropriate to slowly be progressing me, but without burning me out. So I've been able to stay consistent over the last several years. So we want to find that sweet spot where you feel like you're doing enough to see gains, but not so much that you can't recover or stay consistent. Because what the research doesn't account for is the mental and emotional burden that high volume training can have on you. It's very difficult to sustain. And so people will just throw in the towel and end up doing nothing. Whereas if we lowered the volume a bit to kind of match your lifestyle, their workouts wouldn't seem so miserable and daunting. They could be more consistent and thus continue to progress because we want to work out for the rest of our lives, not just for a short season. I will say that for me, I'm anecdotal proof that you don't have to do 10 sets per week per muscle group. I follow the Evola programming. We do, you know, I would say three to seven sets per week per muscle group, depending on the week. And over the last year, I gained about eight pounds of muscle. And that's just from doing the Evola workout. So not only does the research say that four is sufficient or even less than four can be sufficient, but I have seen anecdotally in my own results. I continue to gain muscle at a slow but steady pace. And this has been great for me because I don't spend hours and hours working out. My body feels great because I'm not doing a ton of volume. I'm able to stay consistent because my body doesn't feel broken down. Could I see faster results if I added more volume? Maybe, but we have to weigh the cost benefit to decide, is it potentially overusing my body? And is it really worth a little bit faster results when I'm feeling really good now and still progressing and I'm able to stay consistent? So that's my kind of take on that. So given that four sets per week per muscle group is a good place for muscle growth and to sustain that. If you're an Evel member, we do all of that programming for you. So if you are doing any of our tracks, the three, four, five day per week track, you are getting enough stimulus for each muscle group group. You have to make sure you're eating enough protein because if you're just doing the workouts and you're not eating enough protein, you will not see the same results. Now, these are all general numbers, right? Not numbers written in stone. If you don't get four sets per week for every single muscle group, especially the smaller ones like shoulders and triceps and biceps, It is okay because number one, those smaller muscle groups are still getting peripheral work when you're working bigger muscle groups like chest or back. And also, as the study said, you can still see progress with even just one hard set per week. So what I care more about is less that you're hitting that four sets per week perfectly and more that you are getting close to failure in the sets that you are doing, and then staying consistent with that routine week after week, because consistency is so much more important than getting that number perfect. So no matter what your volume, it will not be effective if you're not consistent, full stop. So being very real with yourself about the dosage that you'll be able to stick to that fits in your lifestyle and that you can recover from is really key. This meta-analysis also points out that there's a really wide variety of responses to the same volume. Some people may grow and see really quick gains from really few sets, and that could be because of genetics, lifestyle, diet, recovery ability, and then other people respond better with more volume. 
So we have to kind of toe this line between finding enough volume that will be effective for your body without adding so much that we can't recover and then you end up seeing negative effects and crash and burn. So can more volume lead to faster gains? Yes, potentially, but are faster gains better? Not necessarily. We have to think about the consequences of high volume training, like increased stress hormones like cortisol, like potential for orthopedic and overuse injuries, time constraints. We have to think about mental burden, et cetera. So last week we talked about kind of the minimum amount that I recommend if you have time constraints, if you just emotionally can't handle a lot of exercise right now. In this episode, for the rest of this episode, I want to talk about adding more volume. So if you're new, you will see gains from relatively little volume. So adding tons of volume right off the jump may increase your chances of developing issues, right? Like um, overuse injuries, hormonal issues, more is not always better. So if you're new, I would stick on the lower volume side so that you can really improve that neuromuscular strength. You can get consistent. You can learn body awareness, all of those things. So if you're not new, and you've been doing the Evo method or any other strength training method for three months or longer consistently, and you want to play around with your volume dosage, let's talk about what I recommend there. So first, there's a reason that I don't recommend doing this unless you've been consistent for three or more months. And by consistent, I mean you're showing up every week, every single workout or close to every single workout, you are getting in those hard sets. It's okay if you have a few workouts here and there that aren't perfect, but you're showing up every single week, you're doing the programming every single week. Those first three months, you can for sure see muscle growth, but it's mainly a time where your body is getting neuromuscular strength, stability, and body awareness, like I said earlier. So just adding more volume before that three-month period is going to be overkill and not something that I recommend. Also, you do not have to do this to see results. You do not have to add a lot of extra volume. The programming in Evlo is designed to be enough volume for each muscle group, so don't feel like you have to increase your volume to continue progressing. You also want to make sure that you are maximizing the sets that you're actually doing. So if you're not getting close to failure in your sets, just adding more isn't going to do much for you and will just be adding additional stress to your body without much additional payoff. So before you think about adding more, get really real about yourself and ask yourself, okay, am I actually optimizing the sets that I am doing? Am I getting close to that failure? Am I struggling at the end of my set? My bet is that if you are real with yourself and you're like, okay, I'm just going to focus on that for the next month and really making each set quality instead of adding more quantity, I guarantee you'll see better results. So <laughs> just wanted to put that out there. But, and I hesitate to even recommend adding more volume because I think that our audience tends to get over analytical about your program. We tend to over overdo it, which is ultimately not going to be effective because it burns you out and can cause hormonal and joint issues. But at the same time, I know that each individual will have slightly different requirements and we want to try to educate you about that. Um, so there may be different volumes that work better for you. And depending on your lifestyle, your genetics, your age, your preferences, your time availability, and your ability to recover, you may tinker with your volume a little bit. So if you want to tinker and test, what I recommend is at the end of the workout, let's say we do our final set in a build class, upper body build. Let's take an example. And we're going to the cool down. If you want to try adding a little more volume, you can rewind the last set and do 
the last set of exercises. So let's say we were doing chest, triceps, and biceps. Rewind back to the final set of chest presses, do chest presses, bicep curls, and whatever we were doing, skull crushers or whatever we were doing. Try adding one more hard set and then go to the cool down. So I don't recommend doing this with every single class because you don't want to add too much volume at once and overstress your body. So if you want to try this, my recommendation would be to add one extra set for upper body build on Mondays and add one extra set for lower body build on Tuesdays. Or if you do the full body class, just add one additional set for upper body, one additional set for lower body. And then try that for a month and assess and feel feel kind of how you're doing and how you're progressing. What you'll notice is if it works well for you, you will feel good. You won't notice that you're overly sore and achy and tight. You won't feel overly tired or depleted. You will feel good and maybe you'll see different results. If you are feeling constantly sore, achy, tight, if you notice you aren't recovering, if you get to Monday and you're like, I'm dragging constantly, then that's too much volume and just go back to the way you were doing it. So Those are tools for more advanced seasoned exercisers to kind of try and tinker with. And I know I've talked to members who uh, lace that into their program already and they they see that it works really well for them. So you just have to be real with what's going to work for you. So that's volume. Remember that more is not better. Personally, I am not adding any more volume to my routine and I'm still continuing to progress and see great results and feel good. So you do not have to add more. It's just an option if you want to tinker with it. If you're going through a season of life life where you can't commit to much, just focus on that one set per muscle group per week like I talked about in last week's episode. But getting around three to six sets per week per muscle group is a great way to slowly build muscle without burning yourself out. And that's exactly what we do in the Evlo programming. So if you're following the Evlo programming, you don't have to worry about adding any additional exercise. Also remember that none of this works if you're not getting enough protein. I know I say it over and over. So if you aren't getting those building blocks from food to actually benefit and add new tissue and add new muscle, the work you're putting in is relatively pointless. <laughs> I don't want to say pointless, but it's not going to have the same effect. Catherine, the registered dietitian for Evlo, recommends 0.75 to 1 gram of protein per pound of body weight. So make sure to check out our workshop on the membership called Improve Results in One Year or um, check out the macros content on the Evlo membership for more guidance on that. If you enjoy this podcast, I would so appreciate a rating and a review. I do this completely for free. I don't take ads and I don't plan to take ads. And I really listen to you all and try to help answer questions and cut through the noise so that you can be successful and feel good. Each episode takes me hours <laughs> to like research and write. And I do not take this podcast lightly. And I really try to make these episodes concise. So If you listen to the podcast, please take a second to rate, subscribe, review all of the things to help us out. And that is it. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you all next week. Same time, same place. Bye for now.